A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another esports moment. I am Seamus Byrne. I am back home after the trip to New York and I wanted to do the roundup. I did the little kind of episode ahead of the World Cup event while I was there in New York. I had hoped to record this while I was still there in New York, but things went absolutely hectic uh, at the end of the event. I had to write a lot of stories, do a bunch of radio interviews, uh, and it was really fascinating. But I'll do my quick recap now uh, before we move on to other things in coming weeks. I have to say that that very fact that I didn't have time to kind of round up this thing there was because the mainstream coverage of this event blew up much bigger than I expected. I did radio and TV segments covering it. Everybody had a big interest. And the key things that jumped out were the idea that Mainstream media loves the big dollar story around this whole discussion of Fortnite, the idea that there was so much money on the line for a video game, but particularly the fact that the solo winner was the focus. So it wasn't a team concept that had to be explained to people. It wasn't anything like that. It was just that for for the broadcasters, they get a name, they get a face, they get a story. And that's something that's really interesting that is kind of not there in a lot of other esports in that sense of you have to explain both the esport, you have to explain uh, the the team and who that team is with a random name of some kind um, because most teams aren't geographic in any sense, uh, which of course is part of the debate around things like uh, Overwatch League versus uh, other types of events. So really interesting that mainstream media fell in love with that idea of a kid named Kyle Booger, Giersdorf won $3 million and he's 16 years old and they could talk to his parents and they could interview him and talk about the whole thing. A completely different kind of an experience. So really interesting that that sort of solo play within what is clearly a very mainstream popular game, it was something that was really easy for the mainstream media to report on. At a big picture level, I really felt like the event overall was kind of super wholesome like there were families there all weekend there were passionate kids looking at that whole crowd it was very kid skewed well teen skewed I guess but sort of young fans and audiences with lots of sort of families in it there were plenty of older fans there too I think it's not just for kids but there was clearly a very clear skew in that audience Uh, and that's a really interesting point there and that also kind of meant that in that stadium, and it was a big stadium, 
and I felt like there were probably more than 10,000 people there most days. Uh, it just it wasn't as loud as when you go to the major CSGO type events uh, or sort of Dota finals at the International and all those kinds of things. Uh, there wasn't that kind of passion in the in the crowd for like the swelling of the noise at the key moments. Uh, there was a lot of noise. I'm not saying it was quiet, but I think that mix of of sort of families, which meant a lot of sort of parents and things in the room who might not be quite screaming as much as others, uh, it definitely felt like it just didn't have crescendos of screaming in the way that big crowd events in other esports do. But I also desperately want to jump on the fact that there has been so many of the esports definers jumping in out there out in force talking about yet again why, uh, but, you know, like this isn't really an eSport. Um, in that weird way when when something like this gets so much mainstream coverage, these people want to turn around and deny that Fortnite is part of this collective of things that they care about known as eSports. It's ridiculous. Is it an eSport? Yes. Hell yes. Stop trying to kick it out because... It's somehow too popular and too mainstream and you don't think that it's watchable or you don't think that it's a proper kind of competition or whatever it is. Like It's like when fans of traditional sport get upset when someone says that skateboarding is a sport. And you're like, but when it's performed in this codified way, of course it is, you know, and it just makes these people sound old and grumpy and like they don't actually care about the advancement of esports as a concept. So please shut that stuff down. You don't have to like it. And look, my my junkie story a few days ago, uh, yeah, I focused on part of that idea of Fortnite doesn't care if you like it or not. It is doing such a good job of serving its fans. It doesn't care what other people want to define it as. You could pretend it's not an eSport all you like, but mainstream media is going to cover it in a way that is good for for all eSports because it's helping to redefine that basic idea that that this is something that is not worthy of pursuit. And a little bit more of that mainstream validation helps more parents to grasp that it's something that can be pursued like swimming, like dancing, like tennis, like all of these other things that teenagers can dedicate lots of their time to to try to be the best at. So just shut that stuff down. And part of that sort of same story on you know what can kind of help validate this was so many of the great stories about players there were at the event was about the support networks they have around them. A lot of players are attached to big esports teams. But I think there was also so many stories around how their families were embracing what they were doing, were caring about what they were doing, and were trying to support them in that pursuit, like I was sort of just saying about all those other traditional ideas of how parents can support their kids pursuing other traditional areas of sport. There were stories, uh, one of my favorites was where the parents uh, of uh, Aiden, one of the very popular streamers, he was talking about his parents said, look, you can have a gap year basically. You know, he, you finished high school, spend your year trying to see if you can make this work. You know, work hard at it and see what you can do. And he set a target of earning as much money as his father earns as a salary and see how that went. And apparently about a month later, he had earned that much money playing Fortnite. Um, awesome kind of uh, you know, breakthrough type of a thing for him. 
another story was for Benji Fishy, who was talking about the idea that his parents have actually uh, decided that they would homeschool him because they could see he was struggling to be on top of his schoolwork alongside his focus on uh, on the fortnight. And rather than sort of push back too hard and because he was clearly becoming a popular streamer as well, they changed his whole school schedule by giving him the opportunity to be homeschooled. So another really cool sort of part of that story there that that came out during the weekend. Um, I think we also heard kind of some of the not-so-great stories. Uh, I sort of heard... Uh, in the British media, one of the pair who came second in the duos, uh, he had a bit of a story on how his mother kind of hated the fact that he was wasting eight hours a day in his bedroom just kind of playing Fortnite. And the part of it that kind of worried me was just the fact that it seemed like his story was focused on the idea that that it was just that unstructured version of just practicing all the time and just playing all the time and that that's all it takes to become the best. I think I'm really fascinated at the moment and, and I want to do more sort of writing about that whole question of how do you, how does a parent support their kid in the right way to try to pursue this this kind of thing? Like if your kid says, I think I'm pretty good at this game, what are the tools you need to actually honestly appraise with them whether or not they're actually good enough, whether they're going to have what it takes. I think this is a really important discussion that should come up. Uh, And I think Fortnite is actually one of those games where at least because it has a lot of uh, online cups and Fortnite Friday events and there's all these sorts of opportunities for people to actually test themselves competitively, that maybe there's something to that. But also maybe just playing a lot only gets you so far. So, yeah, I really want to talk a lot more about this um, through the rest of this year through different stories and things. So hopefully stay tuned for some of that, uh, those kinds of discussions. But uh, overall, yeah, I just thought it was really fascinating part of it all was to see how supportive a lot of those sort of aspects um, of what we were seeing there at the event was. And, look, um, Booger himself uh absolutely dominant force in the solo final um won by a clear 26 points almost double second place i think second place was 33 points uh and um yeah it was just such an impressive uh yeah finishing for him he also placed first in north america in the very first week of solo qualification so with the magic of hindsight it almost feels like oh right he was the very first north american to succeed at qualifying uh therefore he probably has been an absolutely dominant force uh in the whole uh fortnite scene for a long time uh really interesting and also i thought on that whole support question uh, I saw an interview with him where his parents basically said that that they were willing to support him in his effort to be the best he could be but they had a very clear rule for him which said if his grades slipped at school there would be trouble and they would revisit whether or not he could keep playing Fortnite as much as he did so he had a very direct incentive to make sure that he kept studying hard kept doing his work properly in the school environment and I thought that's an interesting sort of part again of that support system for him giving him that long leash as long as he was doing his schoolwork as well as he should be expected to do that. 
Also, uh, there's been a lot of, <laughs> I think, with his name, Booger, B-U-G-H-A, uh, always some fascinating aspect to that where you go, mostly this stuff is just we see it written on a screen. We don't have to say it out loud. Um, so clearly it's pronounced like someone's picking their nose or like who knows what. But um, he pointed out that his name is actually a nickname that his grandfather gave him when he was a really small, like almost still when he was a baby. So this like wholesome as heck, lovely sort of thing where his his name and he has at Booger on uh, on Twitter and I noticed his Twitter follow accounts blew up. Uh, he had been sitting at a like at just over 40k when I first looked him up, uh, and that was during Game Six of the World Cup final. And he's now closing in on 300k, if not already past 300k, um, sort of since I last checked. Uh, but that's really cool. But yeah, lovely guy, and just seems like he's absolutely worked hard and absolutely showed that he was the best out there right now. Uh, what comes next? This is kind of the big thing. When when I went to the event, I can't remember if I sort of said as much during the last um, episode, but I kind of you know had this suspicion that it was almost going to feel like a bookend. You know that that the two years of Fortnite, uh, maybe that was drawing to a close. Yeah, there's a lot of fresh competition out there, and a lot of sort of things really nipping at its heels uh, as the environment changes. And you know, Fortnite numbers had dropped off during that um, uh, the end of the the World Cup qualifying process. So it was interesting to sort of see. It felt like things were fading a little bit, but the weekend itself and that event was huge, and it was it really felt like it was kind of a re-energizing of a lot of people. And as part of the weekend, we got the tease of the announcement of a Fortnite Champions series, a new esports format that is going to launch uh, later this week, basically, because Season 10 launches uh, Thursday Australian time, 1st of August uh, North American time. Uh, so, yeah, Season 10 kicks off, and so will this new Fortnite Champions series, um, which is going to be a really interesting thing to see the details of that um, as it all drops um really really super soon we also need to keep in mind that epic just recently hired nate nanza he was the overwatch league's original commissioner uh that's where they hired him from uh to oversee all epic esports and that is going to include rocket league esports because epic now owns the developer psionics so there is going to be a lot in store at epic on the esports front but this is a really experienced uh, brain when it comes to thinking about how to develop really sort of large scale uh, and and regular kind of conflict within that esports environment. So it sounds like, uh, yeah, we're going to learn a lot more really, really soon. And I'm looking forward to sort of seeing the details on that. But overall, I think this was an amazing event. It really did seem like a re-energizing of both players and fans. And with this new format ahead of us, uh, it feels like there's a really strong future right now for the way that this is going to play out. Uh, again, just a really, really amazing event. I was so pleased to get to be there in the room uh, and experience it firsthand. And just the production and the polish was also completely second to none. To see, I've watched a little bit of sort of playback of the final as well and seeing how much augmented reality was overlaid onto the viewing experience at home. 
uh, things going on in the room. And then the screens themselves in the stadium just worked so well uh, for that viewing experience right there and then. Um, but the presentation on the online view as well looked completely spectacular. I think they know how to present Fortnite incredibly well now. And again, a total tip of the hat to those observers who run those virtual cameras in the game and make sure that they've got their eyes on the biggest action that's happening during the match. Um, really, really impressive stuff. That wraps it up for this show. Of course, uh, I'm Seamus Byrne and you can find me on Twitter. I am at Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S. You can follow ByteSide on Twitter. Also, um, worth pointing out, I have a, a newsletter that runs weekly. You can sign up for that on ByteSide.com. Uh, and I talked a little bit more about some of these things in that too. I also just curate a lot of links each week on the newsletter. So if you're into all things tech, games, and uh, all that jazz and digital culture, uh, then grab the newsletter and get that once a week. Uh, it goes out on Mondays. And you can find all my other shows over at biteside.com as well. Uh, but until next time, this has been another esports moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.